Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Welcome to episode nine. Last week, we talked about community, and I mentioned that I'm going to start bringing in some guests and talk about the community discussion a little bit more. And we're going to stretch that content a little bit because tonight I have a special, special guest. I have my daughter, Carrie. Say hi to everybody, Carrie. Hi, everyone. We're so glad she could join us. I wanted to talk a little bit more about community. And there's a few things that, uh, although her business is not furniture artist, she definitely has some experience in some areas that I thought you would enjoy listening about and meeting my daughter at the same time. You know, they say one of the traits of an entrepreneur is the desire to find success in multiple avenues, and I would say that she's doing a pretty good job at that. I find that one of the things I have to do as well is not just focus on painting furniture, but building things like social media. I've got two booths, and always looking for opportunities to grow your trade or grow your hobby, if you will, or grow your business, and Carrie's a business owner. She's also finishing up college here in mm-hmm. the near future. She's uh, stretching her herself in the area of creativity, and she's always got a passion to do more. So I thought it'd be great to bring in uh, another voice at the same time of also talking about a different area that I think part of what she does uh, really taps into the community quite a bit because she is a small business owner. So first question I want to ask you, Carrie, is if you can describe to the audience what uh, about your passion for building your own business. Uh, it's been a few years now, but mm-hmm. tell us about your passion that's kind of driving you to do all this. Um, I think it was formed from really wanting to be my own boss. I know a lot of people say they want to be their own boss, but it's a lot harder than they think that it is. Um, but after stepping in the water and, you know, starting out, it's kind of hard to stop. You just want to keep growing and seeing what else is out there and how else you can grow and what other new big thing you can add to what you started to keep building. And it's lots of fun. I agree that there is some very big truth to that because one of the topics about that I've not actually got to is passion, you know, what drives a person to want to do it. You know, you, you don't, uh, where I'm at in my furniture artist life, I think I mentioned I started in 2016, you don't get five years or so into it, only to realize you hate it, or it's not fun, or you wouldn't be doing all this craziness, right? Right. So, that's a really good answer. <clears throat> How to Talk to us about balancing, though. You know, you talk about love but uh, and passion for what you do. And the more that you enjoy, the more you kind of spread yourself thin or you get more and more things going. But in the furniture artist's life, furniture artists, we strive for multiple avenues of revenue, if you will. So how do you find yourself balancing owning a business and you're an esthetician license and you're in college and you got a life? So talk about balance if you can. Well, what he mentioned, um, I'm an esthetician as well as owning a store. 
Um, and I am in college, so balancing all of that's pretty hard at times, you know, and keeping a social life. It's hard a lot of time. Um, but I really have to sit down sometimes and just dedicate certain days to certain things. So as an esthetician, you know, I do that so many days a week, then I focus on the store so many days a week, but then at the same time I come home at night and work more. It's getting to a point, you know, where I need to focus on one thing. Yeah. And when is that point? Who knows? How long will I stretch myself super thin? Who knows? But it's hard and you definitely wouldn't do it if you didn't have the passion, like you said. Like you wouldn't be doing furniture for years and years and years if you hated it. So the balance is important. Uh, I, I think from both of our experience that it probably will never be where we can focus on one thing. And I don't know if a lot of our audience is even trying to focus on one thing. It's a matter of having a good balance, you know? So yeah, I feel like even if I drop one thing, I'll probably just end up replacing it with something else anyways. I like the idea of dedicating a day or even if you dedicate a part of a day that this is it, this is what I'm always going to do. And then, then I think, or you'll get to that point. And I, I want to get further into that balance discussion on another podcast. So I don't want to get too far, but that's a really great point. And um, I know that you, you like to take that, that part of a day or a whole day and, you know, it's just me and my friend's day kind of thing. Or yeah, this is, kind of reset, relax. Right. Great. I like the reset idea. That's really good. One, your business, um, I want you to talk about your business that you have in the mall and how that began because I'm pretty sure, this is my guess, but I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with the, the community that you were in, that you realized there was something there. But talk about your store, what kind of store it is, and, and how you got that started. So uh, my store in the mall is very much heavily a plant store. And I know tons and tons of people started collecting plants during COVID. If you ask anybody, they probably bought at least one in the past two years because of you know staying at home They need something green to brighten it up. So I took, you know, that passion of already having plants and the area was just booming with it. So I decided, let me see what I can do with it. And the community took it so well that I was like, all right, well, I'll just make a whole store out of it. And it grew and grew and the community loves it. They always come in the store and are like, whoa, plants. I love plants so much. Um... It's great to see people's reaction when they come in. Um, but we also sell like boutique items and other things, you know, to be all inclusive for someone who doesn't want to plant, there's other items in the store. Um, but that's kind of where it stemmed from was my hobby of liking plants and then the mindset of, oh, well, what can I do to make money off of my hobby? And I feel like that's what a lot of people do, you know, when you love something, see what you make money from and yeah. it goes from there. I find that um, if I were going back to, I had an episode about booth life, and one of the things about booth life is optimizing your space so that every little part of your space is making money. And I know when you go to your store in the mall, it's packed. Mm-hmm. I know you want a bigger place. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, unfortunately, there's only so much places you can go in the mall. Mm-hmm. But I think that opportunity is going to come. You know, in time, you kind of find that. That, that time where you can say, you know, I need to go a little bit bigger. But uh, I think the thing that kind of uh, really is critical in your decision to go to the mall was, well, was that decision. What, what kind of inspired you to say, you know what, my, my, because you had a shop at a, at a different, you're more yeah. of on a retail shop 
uh, like plaza, on a, like little shopping plaza. Yeah, a little shopping plaza. So what what inspired you to say, you know, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to look at that. I mean, most people wouldn't even think about that. So tell me about that moment. Um, I think just one day I was like walking through the mall, just seeing all these other small little businesses. And I'm like, wow, they're doing really well. There's people walking through the mall. This is more people I have that, you know, pull into the shopping plaza. So I contact the mall and ask them, you know, got some information, saw what was available, saw pricing, things like that. Um, I even like called my parents immediately and was like, hey, so what do you think about this? Yeah. Is this crazy? I Should I do this? I think I'm going to do it. Um, and yeah, I, I thought just, you were crazy. <laughs> yeah, they had to help me move lots of things. They're my yeah. manual labor sometimes. <laughs> Community. <laughs> Um, but I signed a lease and moved in and the traffic, like the foot traffic of constant walk-bys was amazing. Just like, like a booth in an antique mall or something like that. Like it's the foot yeah. traffic inside instead of being like a standalone building where you're, um, worrying whether or not someone's going to pull in your parking lot or not. I mean, one or two people a day, you have that constant flow of traffic. At least our mall isn't dead. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of, uh, uh cities are across the country. Yeah. I, th- I think the traffic's important. The community that you have online is important. Mm-hmm. The word of mouth is critical there. And uh, I, the nice thing is I think your model, at least in this area, and I imagine anywhere else, you could duplicate that. And in time, that's kind of, that would be really great. Yeah, we have some people come in the store and ask, like, is this the only location? Is this a chain? Yeah. Like, right. is there another one? Can we visit another one? Like, where is it at? Sure. And I love the fact that you're a plant store you know, you can go to Lowe's and buy plants. You can go to other places like your little, your garden centers around yeah. town. But there's something about having that community store, if you will, mm-hmm. in the mall where people live and walk around. I think it's pretty cool. Well, something relating to community is um, most cities probably have one. You probably have one related to Facebook. We have a Pensacola plant page mm. on Facebook in our area where tons and tons of plant lovers are on there. And, you know, we can post we have new plants in or something like that. And people are like, wow, and they know where to go. And then there's people trading, buying, talking about. So that's like a little plant community as well. And that's helped grow the business. And, you know, they've really helped a lot with, you know, spreading the yeah. word and growing the business. Tell us, and I should have asked at the beginning, but tell us the name of your business and tell us your Instagram or tell us, well, tell the audience where they can find you online. So my store name is Thrive Company. Um, my Instagram handle is thriveco.shop. Um, and there, we also have a website, which is thrivecompanyfl, as in florida.com. Um, and online, you can buy plants, boutique items, everything like that. Um, gift cards, you know, send one to your fellow plant lover. Um, we also have a Facebook, Thrive Company. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you like plants, uh, I'm warning you in advance that uh, <laughs> she brings the she gets these orders and sometimes the house is the overflow and I start drooling them. These are they're really cool. The plants, uh, I could see why people are a fanatic for them or love them because there's so many breed breeds is the wrong word. Uh, species is <laughs> sure. maybe the right word. <laughs> We're not talking about dogs here. Yeah, but uh, hey. wow, they're so they're so cool, and we we've got more and more around the house now. Yeah, we definitely got mom hooked. Yes, <laughs> yes. So it's really nice, and you know, next thing you're buying humidifiers, and you know, 
whatever else you need to, to do. Some people, they say, well, all I do is kill plants. I think there's a lot of great plants out there for those people who feel like I'm just going to kill it because just a few little scenarios in the right direction helps those plants go. But let's not get too lost in plant life. That's another, that's another. <laughs> do you want to discuss plant care while we're Yeah, here? let's not talk <laughs> plant care. This is the wrong, wrong episode for that. Um, I, I think it's interesting too. I mentioned a while ago that you're a business owner, a college student, you're creative, but I think it takes creativity to be an esthetician. I mean, you're working art on people's face, if you will. I know that's kind of crude, but for the most part, just sticking lashes on lashes, fake lashes on lashes, is, is an art format. So, what? How did you get? How did you get that to that avenue of deciding to be an esthetician? Um, I think it was also like the same exact thing when it came to plants. I was getting my lash extensions done already, and. I asked my lash tech, I'm like, hey, like, how do you get to doing this? Like, do you need a license? Do you need a certification? How do you do this? And she answers my question, and I feel like the week after that, I'm looking up, like, how to get all this stuff, where I can get it, how much it is, like, how long it takes to get it. And, you know, immediately hopped into something I already loved, making money from something I already loved. Um, and just from then, I mean, I've been doing that for a few years now and I've grown a clientele, I've grown, you know, following a great clientele that, I mean, if I ever move anywhere, they'd follow me. Just a great community of girls that I've grown. Um, and how many of those are plants, plant fans too? I mean, (laughs) a lot of them, there's like a web of, you know, when they connect two and two of like, Oh, you own that store in the mall. They're like, Oh, I walked in there the other day and it was just. I loved it. Yeah, every time I mentioned I got my hair cut one day, I told the lady, she's like, oh, yeah, that. So the lady I was getting my hair cut, the lady next to her was like, oh, yeah, she's got the plant in the mall. Oh, you got to go in there. (laughs) That's a good reputation to have. Yeah. So that's really great. And we're located right near a Starbucks. So, like, everyone's always like, oh, yeah, near the Starbucks. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They go together, right? Coffee and plants, right? Exactly. I need to get my furniture shop. Right? I need to get furniture shop in the right area. Get all the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it quite works that way, but you know, you do have the home decor aspect, and some of the products that oftentimes you might have in your store, I'll have in my booths because uh, they're really great products. So I encourage everybody who has a booth to think about the wholesale aspect and hitting your target audience with. You're not just sticking product in your store for the fun of it. It's that's the target audience. You you hone that in for for the right people too. So, uh, and your your audience is a little different than my audience. Mine might be more like the uh, uh, thirty five to fifty five, and yours is a little bit younger too, isn't with it? With plants. Yeah, with plants. I actually have seen like people all the way from like eight years old to like you know seventy year old oh, like fantastic. buying plants in the yeah. store. Obviously, like the. Eight-year-olds probably fangirling over a succulent or like super right. tiny little cactus, mm. and the older side of it might be getting some aloe or like something like that. Yeah. But I think all ages are that's definitely cool. into the plants. Yeah. and I don't have that opportunity as much, so that's really that's even a bigger community than than I can imagine. Yeah, that's you really definitely cool. don't have you know eight-year-olds buying your furniture. Yeah, <laughs> and you probably have a lot of repeat people coming in oh for sure yeah we said something really cool we had somebody come in with their friend and she was like I sent her a picture of your store and she lives in Baltimore and I was like oh cool you're just in town she was like I flew here the day after she sent me a picture of your store (laughs) I was like you flew here from Baltimore to come to my store (laughs) wow that's that's a national community you got going on there I'm kind of jealous about that one 
That's really great. So I don't. I, I know you. You just recently started uh, doing some uh, creative things on like glassware, and I think you're just looking for another opportunity for creativity there. But are is the, are those items for sale in your store as well or online? They are, um, and I think that that really came from you know how you said earlier, getting wholesale things to put yeah. in the store, finding ways to make them myself. Sure. Um, I mean, one, it cuts down on costs. Mm-hmm. Two, I like the creativity. I can create it any way I want, any color I want, any design I want. I mean, to because if I go wholesaling, I might find like a red item, but I don't want red. Yeah. Maybe I want yellow. So, I mean, I can create it on my own, cut down on yeah. costs, make it more personal for the customer as well. I think a lot of people even use that that avenue you're going down with doing yourself to become eventually having your own line. Yeah. You know, you can find those people. So that's really great that you can that you can do that. It's still retail product, so I think it's fantastic. But you're while you're doing that, you're stretching your creativity and I think that's gonna always be an element that um, will spark either other avenues for you to go or to tap into your community. Uh, so I think that's very cool. Um, I know, and I'll let you figure out how you want to answer, but I know as a business owner, one of the things, and in the, in the retail or even the esthetician avenue, is you have to fight negativity too. You know, I think this community, in the furniture artist community, you get people uh, who have negativity to share. Uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool to hear your take, not necessarily how you're handling it, but, you know, how do you at least block it out or talk about that a little bit. I'm curious to, to know your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, negativity comes from multiple different aspects. I mean, you have competition. Um, Not all competition can be negative. I mean, some of it can be positive. You know, competition can support each other, give each other ideas, you know, um, lift each other up. But then there's also the competition, you know, that's always stealing your ideas or, you know, trying to talk your name down or things like that. So, I mean, when it comes to that kind of negativity, it's, you can't really do much, you know. They're going public with things or they're stealing your next great idea and you can't do anything about it. So when it comes to that, you're not really going to do much about it because what are you going to do? Go and do it right back to them? That's just going to hurt your own business. So when it comes to that kind of negativity, you kind of just got to, you know, not really worry about it. Um, But any other type of negativity that I can really think about, um, I mean, people that may not understand. Right. my business, like, if they come inside the store and they know nothing about plants and they don't understand pricing, I'm sure you get that, too. Sure. Um, like, people right. don't understand your pricing on furniture. Like, wow, that's a really expensive piece. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they probably, who knows where they've been shopping. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. For quality furniture, you know, great look. Um, so if they come into the store, obviously, in a mall, you're not talking cheap. My products aren't, like, expensive but in their mindset their first time ever walking to a plant store they see a plant for like $13 maybe and they're like whoa because they're expecting like a $3 plant in their mind they don't know what the correct pricing is so um, I mean it comes from a different country and it's rare and you have to do a lot of work to even get it here at one point we had like a $100 plant in the store and somehow that just happened to be the same exact plant people walked up to Mm-hmm. Every single time, the first plant they would look at, yeah. like, whoa, $100 and leave. And you're wondering why it's $100. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's rare. When it comes to the people who just don't know, I mean, mm. we either can educate them before they leave, or, I mean, we lose a customer, but right. 
there's not much you can really do about that when they're not willing to learn. And I think if you can invest in that customer, you've you've built a community and they'll be back. I yeah, and once if they sometimes they realize like, oh, this is a pro- this is a really cool plan actually, yeah. and they end up buying it. But they have to be educated. But besides those two things, I don't really see much negativity. Um, I mean, every store has their little hiccups here and there, but yeah. um, I don't think there's much negativity when it comes to my store at least. Sure. Um, besides, you know, just the regular retail life. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go, why don't you talk to that person who is questioning whether they should take the leap or take the big step or be bold and step out and try that courageous thing to, that would help their business or their next step in their career. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at it and you don't see any like repercussions off the bat. I mean, obviously if something costs you 50 grand to go do and you don't have 50 grand and you shouldn't go get a loan, don't do that. But if it comes to like, you're looking for the next step, like, Oh, maybe I should go be in a booth or maybe I should open an online store. Like, yeah, it's a lot of work, but are you trying to grow your business or not? Right. Um, You're not going to grow your business if you don't take the next step. So Mm -hmm. just do it. Just, I mean, if you need help with it, Ask someone for help. I mean, you're not going to grow unless you take the next step. Yeah, I think that's very good. And you definitely have uh, proved that in your step to get into the mall and start your business. And I think that's the thing that kind of shocked me was she's going for it. Here we go. (laughs) So I'm sure there's a lot more excitement coming. And I'm excited to see your journey and everything come unfold. And um, I appreciate you coming on tonight um, with us. And... uh, I'm excited to see where you're headed, and I, I'm really happy that you took a moment to talk to my community, and even though it's not furniture art, but there's a lot of uh, direct relationships there. So thanks so much, Carrie, and yeah. uh, I really am hoping you have fantastic success the rest of 2022, and we're excited for you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Of course. All right, don't forget to follow her. I'll put the... Uh, her website and her social media in the comments are on the description on the podcast and be sure to go over there and check out her website especially if you want some good stuff uh, the plants for sure thank you so much for tuning in and uh, listening to episode number nine as we continue talking about the community and uh, thank you carrie for joining us and until next time we'll see you guys later Bye, All guys. Right. thanks for listening to this episode be sure to check out our website bowtietreasures.com And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.